Mic check, mic check. Where the f is my check? You now tuned in to do rags and boat shoes. This turned down. What's going on, family? It is your boy A Double, and you're now tuned in to episode 145 of Do Rags and Boat Shoes. So, as like I said, I doubled up this week. Sorry for the wait. Uh, last week just was busy, busy, busy. Uh, man, just working so damn much. I don't know what the fuck going on, but usually this is supposed to be my slow season at, at the plantation. But uh, I just guess they're going for a fourth quarter push and trying to make all the money that they can, and that needs to reflect on my raise or my bonus next year whichever one i get you know it's some bullshit when jobs give you bonuses instead of a raise that's just a, it's just a slap in the face and then what makes it worse at my job if we don't get a raise we get a bonus they will tack that on to your paycheck right instead of just cutting a separate check so you'll be taxed at the regular you know 19 20 percent and then so then it looks like uh then they tax it on like overtime so then it's getting taxed at like damn near 40 percent you know what i'm saying it's just like what the fuck so you get a bonus of let's say what what is it usually um what is it like uh $1200 or some shit like that and then you you know after after they tax after the government taxed the hell's out the hell out of it you you like yo what the fuck like why the fuck is this shit is only like $700 you know what i'm saying so you just like yo what the fuck like at least cut me a separate goddamn check you know what i'm saying but we'll see what happens it's just lazy as fuck to give somebody a bonus instead of a raise just I, I don't know last year we got a raise this year i don't know we'll see what happens but with the volume that we've been pushing out and all these incredible numbers and all this other shit the sales doing we better get another fucking raise man it is what it is but i'm working on different streams of income anyway but you know it's just nice to get some more money in my goddamn pocket but i'm neglecting the family so i'm here i'm here i'm here i'm rocking with y'all and i apologize for that right so did y'all see we're gonna get started on a good old summer jam screen there is a video that's doing some numbers on social media it came out yesterday today's tuesday so i think it was either sunday or monday start making his rounds and it's of this uh british uh mother and her daughter these are some white folks here the mother is questioning the daughter the daughter looks like she's about four five years old and she's questioning her about some uh some cakes or something some kind of snack cakes that was eaten and uh the little girl is like trying to be cute and like she's you know like lying about it and the mom is just like oh so somebody broke in here and took it they didn't take the tv or anything else and she's like no and then they keep talking and then the little girl just blurts out it was a black man and then the mom starts laughing and the video is over with now this has been taught 
Like I said, the system of racism, white supremacy is a religion and it's global. It's, we can bring up instances all over the world. We know of the social hierarchy and how it goes with black folks at the bottom, white folks at, up at the top. And um, and racism is not, you know, it is not, you know, people aren't born racist and shit like that. It's actually just taught. And this is a prime example of that. You know that they rehearsed that. You know that they played it out. And she thought that it was being cute. And you already got the um, Brexit bullshit going on over there. And you got far right wing groups that have infiltrated. And I'm, I'm not even going to call them white right wing, far right wing groups. They're just white extremists that have infiltrated the uh, parliament over there so this doesn't surprise me at all uh the brother uh Tariq nasheed on his uh instagram page i think it's Tariq elite uh somebody they actually flagged that post that he had talking about it was uh violated the terms of service or some shit like that um i'm trying to figure out why but we know as you listen to last the last episode 144 when we're talking about black folks and facebook facebook owns instagram so this this does not surprise me at all it doesn't surprise me at all if you guys want to see the video check it out on bullshit ass facebook uh under do rags and boat shoes i posted it they might they might take it down but we'll see what happens but i actually reposted it from a different page so maybe my my uh podcast page won't get flagged the radio show uh won't get flagged so we'll see what happens we'll see what happens um what else is going on in the news i haven't really seen anything else going on crazy uh so the next thing that we will move on to is uh we're going to talk about uh greg setlicek this is the sick fuck uh this is uh more particular for omaha black omaha uh my listeners i know i've i got people all over uh the country that fucks with me so i appreciate y'all but just take this ride with me so we're gonna talk about greg Sedlicek. now this is a teacher uh at fontanelle elementary this is a school that's not too far from my home y'all know i live on the north side i live with you know with my people you know if for my listeners it's not you know too fond of the omaha area the uh, northeast side of the city is the black side of town southeast side of the city is where all what we call little mexico so a lot of hispanic folks a lot of mexicans live there then you have the west side of town that's a white flight area and then east omaha you know you're gonna have a scatter of uh, poor white folks you know all up and down there from north to south like i said the northeast side is a uh, uh, black folks south side is uh mexican folks west side of town is um going to be uh, white flight areas and so if you go far northwest and far southwest you have little um so-called uh towns like uh, la vista uh, and a uh, papillion on the southwest side and uh you have white flight areas on the northwest side there is a sprinkle of some uh, middle class and upper middle class black folks out there but it's majority white on the northwest side and the southwest side they've built their own cities even though they still utilize um you know most of uh, omaha's resources all right so there you go so this is a, a school in the northeast side of like where i'm at um not too far from where i live and uh so this teacher was caught sexually assaulting a child on the playground by other teachers all right so they got video of him doing some old freak shit with a child and uh, teachers saw him reach under a first grader's dress and touch her buttocks when she was on his lap at the end of the slide um, and he is being held without bond 
now he has been you know they call i don't know why them teachers didn't run out and snatch that little girl from up under him they took like a video of it then they contacted a hotline or some shit like that i don't know why them teachers didn't run out slap the fuck out of him and get that little girl away from him i don't know why they waited to the end of the day to send a video and call a hotline but at least they did fucking something maybe they was just so in shock and maybe it was some female teachers and they didn't know how to run up on a male but still you could scratch a motherfucker's eyes out or something you know did you even pinch the bitch you know do some do something right and so you know like i said he's being held without bond right now he has confessed um to detectives that there are other victims that he has touched and he is and he said he's attracted to young girls right so they, they need to lock him up and throw away a key now Sedlacek started off as a teacher up at the pine ridge indian reservation up in south dakota at a school called red cloud elementary now after molesting native girls up there he moved on to teach at holy name in omaha so that's another school that's by me um that's a catholic school uh where a lot of black and brown kids go a lot of brown kids go there because you know how mexicans are with catholicism they 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 be deep into that shit so it's a lot of brown kids that go there so he was at that catholic school you know he must have tried to find god after being a sick fuck you know at that catholic school because then he tried to become a priest at a seminary down in st louis so school officials from pine ridge uh, up there in south dakota uh warned um the church down in st louis about his conduct when he was at red cloud so this is all took this started back in like 2011 when he started getting into the teaching business right so i think this sick fuck probably just started teaching just for the sole purpose of being close to young girls and that's that's very scary and it's terrifying and this man didn't had child porn on his phone and recorded videos and other shit and um but so where was that so i said the pine ridge officials they warned the church down in st louis about his conduct when he was at red cloud they said they didn't find any you know any instances where he was doing anything wrong to the girls he was just it was inappropriate uh contact or something with some of them girls up there on the res so the archdiocese removed settler check from the seminary because they couldn't afford another scandal you remember when that big scandal broke a few years back uh, about the catholic church and all them priests touching them little boys and so maybe if he was touching little boys you know they would probably keep him in the seminary but then since this is little girls they like ah get the fuck on up out of here but hey that's just conjecture right <laughs> um so then the sick fuck comes back to omaha and he worked as a paraprofessional then a teacher at final elementary where the assault took place um so my advice to parents i'm not a parent but i am an uncle to numerous nephews and a niece um so my advice to parents is this um keep the lines of communications open with your children with your kids keep in contact with their teachers and other adults in their life maybe a basketball coach soccer coach softball coach and one of the main giveaways is if your child has a you know if they're facing some kind of you know abuse physical sexual abuse from an adult is if your child has a negative response around that particular adult you know they don't want to be close to that person they avoid said person or disappear altogether you know another thing is they get real quiet if you mention the abuser's name you know other telltale signs is that they develop a new fear 
you know they could leave clues or speak about hypotheticals if they're a little bit older and uh, mood swings is a big one you know i see on social media all the time parents mad that their kids are home with them and can't wait you know to send them back to school y'all gotta abandon that attitude you know be an active parent nobody said that this would be easy and also there's a special place in hell for that greg Sedlicek guy there's a special place in hell from him and um he's gonna have to be in protective custody because uh chomos don't do well in uh in prison you know i know some of them chomos like if there's a, a chomo a child molester so if there's a black chomo i know them niggas try to get in good with the uh with the uh the, the muslim brothers and shit you know try to repent and shit like that so they won't get their asshole taken and get the shit beat out of them or killed in prison a lot of them niggas do that uh, a lot of the white boys they'll go ahead and try to join like an aryan gang or something like that um and then a lot of them uh, uh turn into uh you know they'll turn into uh gay dudes in prison i'm not gonna say the other term that they call them but they'll they'll turn a little sweet in jail and start opening up that asshole thinking that you know shit would be sweet and uh in prison i should say open up that asshole in prison thinking shit gonna be sweet and you know turn into a you know a little prison maiden and shit like that but a lot of times they just get the shit beat out of them and some of them get murdered by lifers because a lot of folks don't play that chomo shit that child molesting shit um and then as far as looking at the signs there was a video of a brother he's a dj his name maybe dj ghost or some shit like that and it, this video was doing numbers uh across uh uh black twitter and facebook and there was a brother he has a quite a bit of following i'm not hip on youtube because i don't be on there too tough i only use it to listen to lectures and shit from like you know dr john henry clark dr welsing and stuff like that and um so i listen to those kind of you know when i'm on my route and things like that I have my phone plugged up but i don't follow youtubers at all i don't i don't do that shit um but this brother he was talking about stories of uh him being molested by his mom's friends uh and these older women and uh he was talking about them telltale signs you know how he would you know get real quiet you know when his mama would mention their names or uh, he would leave the house if he knew that they were coming over and shit if he knew that they were coming over ahead of time and stuff like that and i'm gonna post that video and i want y'all to just uh check it out just just really check out that video and just listen to that brother's story about him you know being molested by these older women it's just something that y'all really need to check out and a lot of times we don't understand you know boys being molested and things like that when it's like an older woman on a young boy and I don't want to take away from uh, what happened to these young girls, these, these many a girls, but I'm just I just want y'all to reference the video to just kind of look at the telltale signs of, you know, what a child uh, will do if they're being abused and are too scared to tell their parent or an adult that they trust. OK, um, so let's move on. Uh, last thing we're going to put up on that summer jam screen, the verdict came in uh, for the officer uh scotty Payne, uh who uh was um on trial for the um the murder of that zachary bear hills cat now if y'all remember i think i talked about this story back in the summer or it might have been last fall 
this was the instance of uh the uh, native american brother was uh he was uh mentally ill and um he had some issues and um he would travel from oklahoma i think up to south dakota or iowa or something and uh, he would always take a bus you know up, and it came up through omaha and he got he was off his meds and so he got off in omaha and then he was at a gas station, you know, acting erratically. And so the cops were called Then tasers was pulled. And next thing you know, this man is dead. And so this officer, Scotty Payne, this is a brother. Um, so he was on trial uh, for the the in custody death of a, a, you know, a mentally ill man. So the chief of police came out, uh, Todd uh, Schmatterer, uh, Schmatterer, Schmatterer however you pronounce that man's last name um but he said that the trial was and i quote he said the trial was rehashing old wounds on matters that we implemented and addressed we'll continue to try to improve as the omaha police department so the the brother was found not guilty the the officer uh scotty Payne. um they I, you know how these cases work um so the chief of police is going to reach out to some native american activists to uh try to reach out to the family about you know to hear their concerns and emotions and things of that sort um try to let some healing begins but uh it was it was kind of funny because he fired everybody and first he fired the two black cops so you had that scotty Payne and then the other brother i forgot who it was and then there was two female cops so the chief of police fired them right away and i just think that if these officers weren't black and if it wasn't them two other women they got fired later um that it would be a, or they might have got suspended they they wouldn't have been fired it would have been a whole investigation and all this other shit but the police unions and i told y'all the police unions move like the mob even though the chief of police he's saying now that he wouldn't hire him back on the force um and scotty Payne wants his job back but the police union is saying that they're going to uh basically uh put that work in so that he can get his job back so there's going to be like an independent investigation and probably ain't going to be no wrongdoings found and this brother going to be right back on the street now they proved uh somehow in the trial that he did use his taser correctly but then there were some questionable methods used and uh this that brother uh zachary bearhills rest in peace he died from them using that taser on him and i think the women uh officers the female officers got fired or suspended i can't remember uh i think for uh, not uh, stopping it when they were tasing uh, the man on the ground and some other shit um, but I just I don't know it's, this is one of those situations where this is this is it's tragic that you know that the man's family the Bear Hills didn't find any justice and uh, I, I just I don't feel bad for the cop I don't I don't like I knew he was gonna get off I knew he was gonna get off just because you know that blue wall and you know this is uh, pretty much a minority on minority crime and it's just it's gonna be you know they gonna side with the cop you know in this case you know what i'm saying they just gonna side with the cop now if this was a you know if this was an incident where uh this brother scotty Payne, the officer officer Payne, killed a white dude oh he'd be up under the jail he'd be up under the jail right now just like up in uh what is that minneapolis minnesota up in minnesota that case where that muslim cop uh that sudanese cop i think he's sudan 
uh, or Ethiopian, I can't remember, uh, that cop that killed that white woman, it startled him. They're, he's being charged right now uh, with murder or something like that. It's, I think it's, it might be like first degree murder or something like that or the intent to murder or something like that. They charged him with that and they probably gonna put him up under the jail. And that's what's gonna happen. But with this case, the Zachary Bear Hills thing, uh, rest in peace it's going to be a it's a situation where it was a minority on minority crime so the de defining factor was oh one of them was a cop side with the cop that's what it is that's how the unjust system works and uh this brother he i don't think he needs to be back on the streets he doesn't he doesn't i mean it just nope 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 fuck out of here fuck out of here and fuck the police union for trying to get him his job back fuck that all the way through all the way through i know we make mistakes but when you're an officer of the law you can't you can't afford to make mistakes like that where you're tasing somebody to death no ain't no no ain't no coming back from that i mean you you made your bed you're gonna have to lie in it brother that's that's pretty much all it is um but I think, like I said, if the officer was white, I think uh, the police chief would have went a different route instead of firing him right away, instead of letting him go right away. It would have been a whole ass internal investigation and all this other shit. You're going to be on paper duties and you're going to continue to get a paycheck until we uh, until, you know, you get off from trial. But, you know, what do I know? I don't know too much, but I know something. But anyways, I'm going to leave it to my nigga Hove. Hove, what you got to say? Don't be the next contestant on that summer jam screen. I smoke rocks. I smoke rocks. All right, thank you so much, Tyrone Biggums, for that lovely intro of selling hope like dope. Hey, my mans, did you uh finish uh all your Christmas shopping? Oh, gotcha. All right. God bless. Okay. All right. So, okay, that's what we doing. All right, you just gonna walk out of here with my PS4 controller. All right. Have have boo bite your ankles. All right, fuck out of here. All right, so moving on to selling hope like dope. Uh, can we talk about uh, the Bible? More specifically, can we talk about the uh, Bible that was printed up during the time of slavery um, that was used by British missionaries? Can we talk about that real quick? You know, I know my people love Jesus, love him to death, but uh. NPR just ran this great article about a display at the Museum of the Bible in Washington, D.C. Uh, and this was a Bible, uh, they think, that was printed around 1860, uh, around the early in the mid 1800s. All right. So this Bible was used by British missionaries to, and I quote, uh, I put this in quotations, educate Negro slaves. Now we've known for years how the white supremacists have used religion to control non-whites. But this Bible is definitive proof that that is the case. These particular Bibles were used to indoctrinate. Um, certain passages were omitted because it would have inspired the ancestors to rebel and seek freedom through action instead of prayer. All right. So Anthony Schmidt, he's an associate curator of uh, Bible and religion in America at this museum. And he says that, and I quote, about 90 percent of the Old Testament is missing and 50 percent of the New Testament is missing. 
So if you put that in, put in another way, there are 1,189 chapters in a standard Protestant Bible. This Bible contains only 232. So it is believed that this Bible was used in the British West Indies, now known as the Caribbeans. Now you see how the Old Testament inspired Nat Turner. You still have Negroes out here today preaching to the people to become docile. Let go and let God pray that Jesus will make a way. Be more like Jesus. That's what they tell us, right? That's that's what we see to this day. We, they'll bring out some Negro preacher when there's some uh, uprising going on in the streets. Once people, once black folks start waking up and realizing that they're living in an adjusted, unjust system, uh, which is called racism, white supremacy, and that they can be killed with impunity. You know, you start seeing some uprising, and you know, people taking to the streets, and they always bring out some Negro preacher getting on TV or getting somewhere with a microphone, and you know, start spewing out these different bible verses and shit of that sorts and you know jesus wouldn't want this be more like jesus yada 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 but we're gonna act like jesus wasn't turning over tables in the temple and chasing folks out there you know that was disrespecting his father god now remember uh i forgot what it was in uh what was it uh i forgot what it was but there is a verse in the bible i don't know my bible that well but i know that jesus was about that life he was in there flipping over tables and turning over and uh, chasing folks out that was selling shit inside the temple. Now, he was doing that with his disciples. He was in there flipping shit over like, yo, y'all ain't going to be disrespecting my goddamn daddy like that. And, uh, you know, chasing them up out of there, running up out, up out the paint. And then if you look at uh, what was the verse? Now, I know this one. Luke twenty two thirty six. This was uh, this is when you knew Jesus was with the shits. Now you look at Luke 22:36. He told his disciples to sell their cloak and use that money to buy a sword when he knew he was about to be persecuted because he knew that his disciples was about to catch hell. You know, once uh, the Romans came to get him and put him on trial, he told his folks, yo, get you, get the strap. If you can't get the strap, you need to sell something and get a strap. And that time there was a sword. All right. So stop falling for the okie doke we have to stop falling for the okie doke and you know a lot of these lessons be that we accept have been taught down all the way from slavery you know what i'm saying for us black folks keeping us in that docile position and how we look at whites particularly white males as a savior figure as a authority figure you know because they made christ in his image right and you know uh so you have these pictures of jesus looking like some long-haired 80s rock star with a sharp goatee and shit like that you know so then that gets indoctrinated into your brain and your brain computer you know equates white men as the the uh, alpha and the omega the end all the be all the authority figure right and you just look at how how this is definitive proof this bible it only had 232 excerpts in it uh passages and most bibles have over a thousand and it took out all of the ones that could set those people free that is fucking crazy this is the definition of selling hope like dope and you just look at all the lessons that have been passed down and how they say oh no uh, don't talk about this and don't do that. Don't talk back. I mean, even Hove on that new Meek Mill um, album, uh, 
uh, when on that song "What's Free," Hove even talks about this real briefly. Talking about his, he said his grandmom afraid they they gonna kill me, and that's what it is. The older black folks in your family are always telling you not to do this, not to stir up this, and that. Just get your money and go on about your business. And sticks and stones, you know, may break your bones, but words never hurt you, and all this other shit. But words are very powerful. Words are very powerful. You just look at this book. And how it's controlled millions of non-whites You look at what happened to that young man Who was going over to North Sentinel Island Trying to give them Jesus And they killed him right on the spot Like no you're not going to come over here And give us some false prophet You know that looks like you You're, you're dead No you step foot on this island You're dead you're, you're done for We're not playing this game with you at all And then they talk about this In a book called White Women's Rights and you guys should pick this book up and it's about uh white women's roles and um in the in the whole unjust system of racism white supremacy and how how uh they strategize with the men to give uh, non-whites when they would go over to uh, foreign countries and things like that how they would instead of just trying to strong arm them the men wanted to strong arm uh you know go over there with weapons and just take it and everything like that they started sending missionaries over there to give them jesus to give them their god which looked like white folks so then once them they started the, the white women would go over there being missionaries and you know soft talking and giving the natives you know lessons on the bible and things like that and showing them images of jesus and then you have the men come in and actually you know then they're they're looking at them like oh this is a god this is a this is god in the flesh right here that's just how it worked and it still works like that to this day you see what i'm saying and so we just have these lessons still being passed down from slavery that just puts this clamp on your brain that kind of hinders you you know what i'm saying so if i go against the system of racism white supremacy you know it's this is going against god you see what i'm saying and we see right now with the cheeto in chief um how he claims that he's this christian and all this other shit but he has you know he's been divorced he's he's out here paying for pussy and just doing all this crazy shit and we have these so-called evangelicals out here you know backing him up and then even recently uh this was a few years ago and it's been making its rounds now there was a clip of a pastor uh down south somewhere talking about he wouldn't marry uh, a white fella and a black woman or a black fella and a white woman because it goes against god and all this other shit so the religion has always been white supremacy it's never been a been about being christ-like or anything like that it's all about control and dominating non-white people because you're the true mi minority but if you divide the races up split them up and categorize them by color and then you can it's easier to control them and then you give them their god you know and if you don't follow along with this god you're gonna catch this gun you know the gun in the bible is the two strongest weapons of racism white supremacy next to deception but what do i know i don't know nothing but i know a little something that's been selling hope like dope this portion of do rags and boat shoes has been brought to you by the letter l as in hey yo my guy my hands are full give me a hand here can you hold this l all right so it's no secret uh holding this l this week we have to give it to uh this nigga named uh jaquez jaquez uh jaquez i don't know how you pronounce that little nigga's name uh this young man said i just want to let everybody know that i'm the king of r&b right now 
for this generation. I understand who done came and who done did that, that and that, but now it's my time. Jacques, the king of R&B. I just heard them say it and I've been feeling like that. ATL, let's get it, I'm the new king of R&B. Now, if y'all ask me to name three Jacques songs and y'all had a gun up to my dog Boo's head, uh, she would turn into horse food because I cannot name one song by this nigga. I don't know who this young man is. I just see some folks post his clips around Instagram and he sings through his nose like just just very nasally singing. I ain't seen no range, no runs, nothing. And uh, people like Trey Songs was laughing at him. Ty Dollar Sign was laughing at him. Uh, I just, you know, it's good to be confident, but when you you can't hold a flame to the uh, local choir director, I just I I just don't know. I just don't know about this brother. And uh, I started doing some research, and it looks like he piggybacks off of other successful artists, and he like remakes their songs and covers them. That's how he gained so so-called notoriety notoriety online. Now online he might be popping, but real world I ain't never seen a nigga pull up p- playing no Jaquez, Jaquez, whatever his name is. I don't know any niggas that bump his shit. I don't know any women that bump his shit. I just don't. So uh, I don't know. Help me out. Um, but I get it. You have to stay relevant. And you got to keep attention on you at all costs when your talent is less than average. Uh, that's what we're living in in this social media age. You know, people have uh, uh, minimum talent, but they have a hustle online, boy. And uh, he, he should have just took them words right out of his mouth. Soon as that King R.B. came out, he should have been like, forgive me, Lord, for I have sinned. Uh, I just, I don't get it. I do not get it. Uh, but this little nigga's on my radar. Um, I, and I tried to listen to some of his stuff on YouTube. Uh, I just can't do it. He sounds like the nigga that you, uh, that y'all in the rotation with, with your homeboys, you know, y'all burning the L and y'all passing it around. And you know, some nigga always starts freestyling and some music playing. And then that nigga that come in that maybe took a couple of vocal lessons or used to be in the church choir, but way in the back, he starts, you know, singing, like, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, doing some shit like that. That's how that nigga sounds. You know, it sounds like tire screeching. But like I said, you got to do what you can to keep the lights on. And I know he signed the cash money. So baby want that money, you know, before he break him down like a goddamn shoddy. So we gonna see what happens. But we talking about the king of R&B. We have to talk about this right here. I'm gonna play this for y'all right now. Hold on. Oh, he lost me. Come on, be my baby tonight. No, that's fast. Come on, be my baby tonight. I've seen the way you've treated other thugs you've been with. She treat them bad, Come don't you? Come on, be my baby tonight. She treat them thugs bad. Come on, be my baby tonight. Come on, be my baby tonight. Come on, you rotten bitch, be my baby. I've seen the way you've treated other thugs you've been with. Come on, be my baby tonight. I would like to thank.
I just don't know how y'all talking about the the king of R&B. Y'all don't bring up, you know, David Broom. Come on, be my baby tonight. Oh, man. Smoking dope. Y'all smoking dope out here. If that Jaquise nigga is the king of R&B, well, I guess David Broom is is one of the gods of R&B. Hold this L. You win. Perfect. All right, so moving on to Not All Heroes Wear Capes. We have to give it to the brother Tyler Perry. Now, he was out here doing God's work. He was out here paying off folks layaway for the holidays. So Tyler spent over uh, $400,000 at two Georgia Walmarts so folks could have a Merry Christmas. All they had to do was pay a penny and get their stuff out. That's how you give back. That's a dope way of giving back. Um, you know, not through some taxable donation to a charity where 94% of your money goes towards the nonprofit staff. And I put that in quotes. Um, you have to do something that will directly impact people. Um, that shit where it passes through 15 hands and needs to be approved by four higher ups before the needy get a small percentage of your donation is whack. So salute to that brother, you know, that saved the own network also. Tyler Perry, salute to you. And you even, you even inspired the bigot Kid Rock to do the same thing. But his paper ain't as long as yours, so he did $80,000 at uh, uh, a Walmart in uh, Michigan somewhere, I believe. Uh, so just keep on fighting a good fight, Tyler. Uh, I know some sometimes we kind of question the movies that you put out. We kind of, you know, say that they coon in a little bit. Uh, but we still rock with you because you put your money where your mouth is. And you've always been there for the people. So we are there for you. Nothing but love and respect to Tyler Perry. Not all heroes wear capes. Some of them dress up like women in movies and use that money to help out the people in need. Salute. All right, so moving on to the last segment of the show, health over wealth. You know what I say, without your health, you cannot enjoy your wealth. And we're going to stick on the theme of uh, having a a quote from Paul Mooney. Uh, This is an amazing quote right here. And it says, a new broom can sweep the floor, but an old broom knows where the dirt is. To me, I interpret that as with age comes wisdom and also with experience comes wisdom. You know what a broom job is, is to get the dirt, sweep the dirt up off the floor, you know, uh, but an old broom just knows where that dirt going to be and knows how to get it up a little bit better and actually do some thorough ass cleaning. So we're living in the times where we kind of take stuff for face value. You know, a lot of times uh, people will just start posting uh, articles and things like that on Facebook without even reading the article. They're just like, damn, that's crazy. <laughs> just just post it up there without even looking at you know reading the article and seeing what it's about if it just has an eye grabbing um headline you know and then there's the fake news people be posting shit from the onion talking about it's real and it's like well and you call them out on that they call you all kind of names and shit and then they block you and some other shit and start talking about how they got haters i see you Uh, But that ain't the case. Ain't nobody hating on you. They just trying to let you know, hey, you need to stop spreading fake news and miseducating folks. That's what it boils down to. But I just want to say for my people to continue to grow, listen to the OGs in your family uh, that been there, done that, you know, and have some advice uh, for you. And they are at a place where you would like to be at. 
You know what I'm saying? You can always take advice from older folks who are, you know, on the on the rise or in the position of where you would like to be in life. You know what I'm saying? And then through experiences and age comes wisdom. You don't want to just be some old fool out here bullshitting folks and or, uh, you know, one of them old folks that was too scared to live. So you start projecting your fears on the younger folks. That's why I started this podcast, because I'm getting up there. I'm getting up there. I'm a few years away from 40, five years away from 40. And uh, I created this podcast, what, three years ago just so I could get a game to guys younger than me um, because I was fortunate enough to have older guys in my family, uh, my circle, uh, my OGs, you know, growing up on the block who would give me the game. And I was fortunate enough to listen. Sometimes I didn't listen. And the few times that I didn't listen, I regret that. And I'm like, damn, I should have listened. I wouldn't have hit that, you know, that pitfall right there. And I wouldn't have to make that U-turn and double back to do it all over again so that was the whole purpose of me making this podcast and uh, that's what it's just all about just getting older getting wiser and spreading that that wisdom to the youth so they don't make the same mistakes and so they can go even further than me so that's what it's all about um, so my old heads out here keep on speaking truth to power uh, keep fighting a good fight and young folks remember you got two ears one mouth so you should listen twice as more than you should speak you know that's what it boils down to that's why you got two fucking ears so you need to soak in that game process it and put it into action you can't just listen to us giving you the game and you feel good about yourself and then you go back to bullshit i know a lot of my young boys be doing that they be hitting me up for advice and shit i give them the game and next thing they know they still do doing the same dusty shit it's like no you got to put that work in you know you got this great inspirational speech from me i put that battery in your back you see how i'm living and doing my thing you can do it too but you have to work you have to work you got to put that work in but that has been episode 145 of do rags and boat shoes there will be a g-code after this so please stay tuned and i love y'all as always Welcome to the G Code. Code. All right, thank you so much, Tyrone Biggums, for that lovely intro for the G Code. Uh, we back. It's been a minute. Uh, I was supposed to have a guest on, canceled on me two weeks in a row, but we out here. So um, this is, uh, you know, so I just gave up on that. And it's all good. It's all love. I ain't got no hard feelings at all. Um, so this lesson right here is uh, for my young boys out there, uh, for my tech geeks and shit like that. Um, We're going to talk about cash. All right. Can we talk about cash, greenbacks? And this G-Code lesson, this is all about, you know, uh, keeping cash on you. Just keeping that money on you. G-Code guy code gangsters code gentleman code whatever you want to call it but it's a goddamn g code all right so always carry cash in this digital era you know the internet can go down or be slow 
first things first like i said before cash is king i don't care about you know they got them new gentrified hot spots out here you know that only serves a kale salad with fresh cranberries and almonds you know they being they always too cool for cash because it slows down the checkout process you know but that internet connection goes down or that ipad starts malfunctioning guess who's about to lose a lot of money because they don't take cash and had to give away all them leafy greens for free you guessed it the hipsters with that awful ass we don't accept cash policy right so that's that's i seen that um on a gq like sometime last year they were talking about it was some kind of salad spot that doesn't accept cash like nigga what that's 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 beyond me that's that's wild but you know ask a homeless person if cash is king and they'll tell you it is they ain't walking around with a square reader for you to swipe your debit card <laughs> you know all jokes aside keep them greenbacks on you fellas and the first reason that you need to keep some greenbacks on you is um uh, cash is hard to trace it is it's hard to trace and did you guys know i just learned this though the credit card companies and retailers they sell your data your purchase data 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 whatever you want to call it so companies uh, can try to get you to buy more stuff dead ass serious so they'll see what you done bought at target or you know walmart or you know any other spot you know finish line foot locker you know a yonkers if they know yonkers is closed um you know a macy's whatever whatever you've done online and i think that's how a lot of times um you know when you be buying something or you have something in your shopping cart then it pops up on instagram and facebook you're like what the fuck i think a lot of times that just be happening because a lot of times when i buy sneakers on a site other than like nike or something like that uh, all of a sudden I have these targeted ads on my MacBook on my laptop uh, and it'll be like for socks and shit like that I'm just like nigga wait what or to be the sneaker that I bought in a different color or something like that it'll be some kind of targeted ad towards me which is creepy as fuck that's why I start buying stuff in a, a private window now but I don't think that still works at all but you know it's hard to trace money is hard to trace and if you want to be you know secretive what you buying and shit like that go on and do that thing there um it's easier to use when traveling that's a big one you know um it, it just is and you're not stopping and you know swiping your card everywhere every which way but loose and you might be swiping it at a questionable spot you know then you you know finally look at your bank statement once you get done traveling you get back to the hotel room you like yo this motherfucker didn't charge me you know 90 dollars for a goddamn kebab you know some shit like that you know so you ain't have to really worry about that type of shit and then a lot of those you know when you're traveling you want to stop at little mom and pop shops and try to get some authentic um you know souvenirs and things like that um but you know a lot of mom and pop shops you know on top of um you know uh what am i trying to say a lot of them they do accept debit cards or credit cards but it has to be like a minimum purchase and shit like that so they might give you a cash discount you know if you're paying with cash if you're just paying with a greenback um i know a lot of spots do that i know sometimes thrift stores do that too they'll give you a cash discount you know instead of you know running through and swiping that card because uh credit card issuers they charge a fee you know for every transaction for you know for that retailer to get their money from that said company 
so visa american express mastercard discover they all charge a fee and it's just pennies on the dollar but that shit racks up it racks up and uh you know like liquor stores them them arab them arabs at the corner store them arabs at the corner store always try to hit you with that five dollar minimum purchase and uh you know if you're using a debit card or some shit and that shit's illegal ain't no minimum purchase for shit you can call them out on that and they get mad as fuck because they don't want to pay that goddamn fee um and that fee so it's like shit i could use my damn visa card to buy a quarter now later one of these single now later or laffy taffy if i want to you know uh, a lot of times they'll try to refuse service and shit like that or they'll call the cops and then you got a whole issue right then and there but just a heads up that shit is illegal that shit is illegal and 99 percent of the country here in america trying to charge somebody a minimum fee so fuck that shit but um anyways um so like i say you get a cash discount at smaller spots um let's see here emergencies that's always a good reason because you just never know what's gonna happen always keep a few hundred dollars laying around the house somewhere somewhere safe i ain't telling you to put your whole you know uh savings or your 401k dump that out and throw that in your mattress like there's gonna be an armageddon or some shit like that because if that shit happens cash won't even be king then niggas gonna be swapping fucking useless like useful shit you know what i'm saying it's gonna be turned into a barter system but you know if emergency goes down um you know you need to run and get some gas or something you just never know what's gonna happen you know so you got a few hundred dollars on you you know maybe shit it could be a, a, a internet blackout or some shit like that you know what i'm saying something where the the next you know world war be fought online or some shit like that and next thing you know they done took out the goddamn internet services they done took out some internet hubs and all this other shit so transactions don't work so cash should be back king the cash is always king no matter what especially if you're getting that hand-to-hand money but anyways um you know it's also clutch for splitting the bill at dinner with friends or grabbing the tip if someone pays for dinner you know and also it helps out your uh, serving staff so waiters and waitresses um appreciate it because they don't have to wait you know for the credit card transaction to go through and the tip shows up on their paycheck you know it could be a couple weeks later you know what i'm saying until they get paid again you just don't know what kind of situation your server is in they might be fucked up in the game and you know like a month behind on their rent and you know two months behind on their light bill and you know hey that extra you know it might be a big bill it could be you know extra 40 to 60 dollars and that you tipping because you out here balling like that that could help them out a lot you know what i'm saying it could help them get through the next couple days so just kind of keep that in mind too and um i didn't know this uh but some restaurants um in bars they take that credit credit card transaction fee that i spoke about earlier they'll take that out of the server's tip you know that you signed on that merchant uh receipt you know the tip that you signed over there a lot of times they'll do that they'll take out you know a percentage of um you know from the credit card transactions out of up out of there so that's that's a little bit shady that's very shady or they can determine you know how much of a percentage of the tip that you actually going that that server is actually going to get to and then they, they get hit them with some fuck shit on their check and then there's a huge dispute so you just didn't never know especially if you have a great server um great waitress or waiter you know just tip them in cash because cash is king and then um another thing and this is the biggest one how many times have y'all just been out 
went out, you know, bar hopping out with your friends. You know, you done went out to brunch with your friends and then y'all did a little shopping and then y'all go out to dinner and then y'all might go dr grab drinks. You know what I'm saying? And then you look at you and that was all you did that Friday and Saturday, you know, both days. And then you look at your checking account on Monday and you like, yo, I just really spent seven hundred dollars this weekend. You know what I'm saying? That and, and so because you just be swiping away, you just be like or you when you're at the bar, just put it on my tab. Just put it on my tab. You know what I'm saying? You done bought a round of drinks for your squad a couple times and then you up here drinking some expensive ass drink or something. I ain't gonna say no Louis the thirteen, but you out here do saying it up, you know, or that, or on that white henny or some shit like that. And you you like, God damn, I need to call my bank and dispute all these charges because i don't know who the fuck charged all this shit right so if you had cash on you um you spend less you spend less like me and my lady talk about this all the time whenever we uh go out shopping and things like that uh we need to get back to doing that uh, we'll just we'll ca have cash on us you know what i'm saying normally i'll just uh, throw the the extra cash we just have you know just from doing cash back or just me keeping cash on me and you know having a you know ten dollars here five dollars here i just throw it back in our savings account in one of our savings accounts but uh usually when we go out and i'll just take out a few hundred dollars like if we going out and doing a little bit of shopping and stuff like that you know just going out have a good time maybe movies and dinner and stuff like that we spend a lot less money we spend so much less money because you're so aware with how much money you got in your wallet or ladies in your pocketbook and your purse. So you save a lot more money and it forces you to kind of budget right there on the spot. So, you know, you had that crazy weekend where you done spent 700 damn dollars, you know, you spent your whole damn paycheck <laughs> and you like, okay, I need to commit some fraud here and say that some of these are fraudulent charges because I don't remember dropping $130 at the bar. You know what I'm saying? So that's the main, that's the main, main reason right there. Besides emergencies, um, it helps you save your money. Just take some cash out with you, leave your damn debit card at home and take, an emer take your credit card with you, you know, just in case there's some kind of emergency and you run out of cash, you know, and you need to get a cab home or Uber it or some shit like that or pay for a tow truck. You just never know, right? But you should have roadside assistance with your insurance. You should have that. Everyone should. But, you know, leave that debit card at home, you know, take an emergency credit card with you and just take a few hundred dollars with you if you're going to have a good weekend, you know, and it just forces you to, because I know spending $200 sounds a lot better than spending $700 over a weekend you know what I'm saying so you wouldn't do the bottomless mimosas for $40 you know you do one mimosa you know for $8 or some shit like that you know what I'm saying and you just sip that bitch instead of you know taking you know nine of them to the head you know what I'm saying at 11 o'clock on a Saturday so it's one of those things that just helps you out there fellas and ladies too you know cash is always king cash always gonna be here i don't care what device they come up with how to take your money at the end of the day cash is king always keep them greenbacks on you and then you probably thinking like how much should i keep on me at all times you know fellas if your money looking funny keep a couple of 20s on you so if your money's looking funny just two 20s 
keep that in mind all right keep a couple 20s on you you know if you out there balling a little bit um you know a c note is fine five 20s is fine and like i said always keep a couple hundred dollars you know somewhere in your in your house and you know how to get to it quickly because you just never know what's gonna happen have to run out the house you know house catch on fire or some shit like that you snag that little 200 dollars and you up out the you know you're good to go you know what i'm saying so that has been this g-code lesson cash is king always keep cash on you cash rules everything around me cream get the money dollar dollar bills y'all and as always y'all know i love y'all and uh stay tuned uh for next week uh, another episode of do rags and boat shoes and i probably will do another g-code it'll probably be the final one and it's a good one it's about self-care all right one